Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, Rare Talks. You already know what it is. Like, comment, and subscribe. Jeez. Uh, if you haven't already, go and check us out on the Spotify. Make sure. And make sure you check out our exclusive content. We've got content that is exclusive on the Spotify. And also check out our website, Acast, as well, on Acast, Rare Talks. Um, the two most exclusive audios that we've got on there is Police Brutality and Midge's Story. Very powerful um, episodes on there, so make sure you guys don't miss that out, man. And, and also we got our arrow is different. You know, our oh, arrow, our is different. arrow is different, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. forgot about that one. Yeah, I totally forgot. So today yeah. we got a special guest. Special one, come on. Yeah, and um, we got someone who's, you know, very, very talented, I'd say. Very, very talented. Mm-hmm. In a different type of talented way. We got someone who, you know, in the black community, for me personally, is very, very needed. Yep. We have a black author who goes by the name of Kenroy Blair, my Dan brother. Yeah, I know, I know. So yeah, man, um, I'm inspired Just to even me. have you here today. I'm inspired, talk, you know. Thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man, it's, it's love. So, um, what got you into writing books? I think it's like from when I was younger, school mm. didn't really do well in English, so I just thought, you know what? Let me just conduct this story that I had from when I was eight and just develop it more for myself. And once I showed it to a couple of my friends and they were like, do you know what, just work on it more and get it out there. Eventually, that's what I did with these stories because it only started with one story, which was Blood Warrior, one character. Mm. Just had that character, no other character. Mm. 20 pages, I thought, done. Mm. Left it alone. Came back to it later on and just added more pieces to it with my life experience but yeah what type of methods did you apply as well to to start writing your book um just like i ain't gonna lie before i didn't like reading books i thought like reading books were like for nerds and all that i swear (laughs) i swear when the teacher (laughs) when the teacher used to say oh yeah read read this like i was nervous i was like i'm gonna get it wrong the the um was it word am i gonna say it right pronounce it right 
don't I was like teacher don't don't call me up to read nothing mm. so like when I started reading actual books that's the method that I applied in it learning from how it's actually structured see yeah so and Blood Warrior and the Wrath of Darkness. That's a, that's a deep title. <sighs> yep. A deep t- is this the first one? That's the second one. This is the, what's the first one? Blood Warrior and the Three Weapons of Darkness. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So Whoa. explain to us a bit about it, man. What's that? Okay, so Blood Warrior and the Three Weapons of Darkness is the first um, of three books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say it's like a mixture of Games of Throne and you put DC together. Okay. You know, in this world, everyone carries around a sword because I kind of like it like Shakespeare you know when Romeo and Juliet and everyone had swords and <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, why yeah, I kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. world I think it's it's better than someone just like you know running up on you and just stabbing you if you both have a jaw then you can see like who's actually a better sword More skilled yeah exactly yeah. so uh, you know I'm a big fan of that Um it's like a superhero who doesn't really want to be a superhero he, he just wants to live his life he's got family he wants to move from that but he's getting you know, manipulated into returning as a superhero and saving, you know, the world mm-hmm. and coming along other people like psychics and just so many mad, mad characters. That's sick. <laughs> um, was it hard writing the book? Yes, um, especially at my level, I'm not going to lie. Um, I got an F in English, innit? Um, couldn't put sentences together. My grammar was all over the place. Um, but I didn't give up, I just... Had a story, had characters, very creative mind, and I just kept going, kept going. I know I made a lot of mistakes, but like when you like get self-published, you you, you get an um, opportunity to have an editor and a proofreader, which mm. goes over it and just puts it together. So I really studied that how they did it, and then just adjust it to my other books that I've independently published through Amazon. Yeah, so yeah. how did, because how did, you were saying that um, mm. when we just met up, um, how, how did you get into, so you published the books from your own company? No, not my own company, oh. through a self-publishing company. Through a self-publishing Yeah, company. Olympia Publishers, um, mm. two of the books, um, Blood Warrior and Free Weapons of Darkness, the first book, and Blood Warrior and the Wrath of Darkness, the second book. Okay. Yeah. And what's the difference between that like, self-publish and having like a big publisher? I think when you're a first-time author, like, it's like, same as a music artist, you, you ain't, your name's not there. No one knows you. Yeah. You know, so with a publishing company already there, they've already got, you know, you know, um, what you call it? They've already got people already knowing what they're about. And they've already got that for you, that like exposure, the name. Yeah. the name and everything. They, um, was it, they do a lot for you as well. Like, um, like I said, the structuring the book together, um, you know, editing the book, writing it, like getting an editor, right, going over it. Mm. Um, they're marking it as well, trying to get it out there for you. And then getting it into places like Waterstones, like places that you can't literally do yourself. Yeah. Like at that level. Unless you're already like a celebrity or someone that's known. <laughs> but if you're a nobody, <coughs> then yeah. That was big. So um it's amazing, man. And I read um and I saw you online with this man and someone introduced me and said, Look, there's a guy from Croydon and he he's he's an author, black author. Because um you know, in, in, in the in our communities, do you find that there's a lot of black authors? Um, yeah, there is. There is a lot of black authors, but no one's speaking on them. They're not getting the exposure that they need. Because you know, like I don't know if it's right or right, but right right or wrong, but as a black person, our life is very 
interesting and yeah. excited. Like we yeah. go through so much. Mm-hmm. So to be able to like put that out there and like like put that into something and for people to like see it, read it, listen to it, whatnot, you know, it's incredible. So we need more, we need like literally more exposure in that market and just music because that's what we're <clears throat> mostly known as music maybe acting but athletes and yeah, yeah athletes and yeah but we're not really known in the, the the sector of being authors even though if i'm lying to you like the first book that i ever read was called the thief by malori blackman okay I yeah yeah i didn't even know she was a black author but i just liked the book the thief it was i read it in year six it was like a little novel i read it it was sick i'm not lying to you that is a sick book so yeah, man. Um, I think there needs to be more exposure put on um, black authors and an encouragement for people to start reading again. What do you? What's your the feedback been since you put out your books? Mm, yeah. So like, I've got a close friend. Um, she gave a book to her sister, which is between the age of like um sixteen and nineteen, and she's saying very much it it's the target audience that age because it's fantasy adventure. Um, it's got a lot of slang, so it's related to youths as well. Um, related to even adults who are into, you know, like comic style, mm. like action style and adventures as well. So, um, yeah, they just like they like reading the later books because once they read the later books, everything in book one it's just so explained, like the story yeah. there, and you're like, rah, that was actually pretty deep. You know, like, now I'll get it. Because at first you might not get it, might overlook it, but then in the next book you read that and you're like, okay, so that's what's related or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, good feedback. Have you have you thought about or or have you, um like, tried to get your book in any, or have you got it in any libraries or schools? Um, The two books um that I got through the publishing company, went through the publishing company, that's already in the British Library. Jeez. Like, there, my name's there. You can research it. Yeah. There. Well um, done. Was that's it proper. from the second? Thank you. No, that's <laughs> thank story. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, from the second book, um, it's in local libraries now as well. Like, like, yeah, man. So it's, it's happening. Slowly happening. And you yeah. also do acting. Tell us a little bit about your acting career. Wait, how do you know about that? Don't worry, man. No, we know. We know. We're doing we do our research. <laughs> we do our research in Red Talks. Yeah. We always do our research. Okay, let me call someone real quick. I'm not here that um, Yeah, um, acting. I've been doing that from like college. Um, just little plays. I don't know if you know Barbatunde. Don't know if you know that Arabian Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a little yeah. play. Um, dressed me up as a female, but I don't mind. It was funny in it. I was, I was like, what, 17, 18, whatever, isn't it? and I had to, like, play the daughter of, like, a rich um, Arabian, um, like, king or something, and it was pretty funny. So I've always liked acting. That's something that I want to develop more later on. Um, I've got, like, I'm playing a, um, like, a gang member in a upcoming TV series. Okay. So it's all about just developing that character, see what I can do with it, you know? And also, yeah. um, you do comedy as well. A little bit, not anymore. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, you like, stopped, uh, yeah, stopped that. Yeah, and just got like life, just a bit more serious in it. Took it a bit more serious in it. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> trying to hide from your past shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I see him trying to hide from the past shadows. Hey, you, hey. Seem, you seem like you seem like a bubbly character as well, bubbly person. Thank you, thank you. Get you. Me, like, so I think you should stick to the the comedy. Don't give up, man. 
Thank don't you, give thank up. you. Don't give up, man. But um, yeah. Also, as well, see with the acting now. Did you did you attend any drama school or college for acting or performing arts? No, but I wish I did. You know, um, that's one thing that you know regrets in it. That's one thing I don't want to have regrets in it. That oh uh, man, when when you have regrets, it does play on you in it. But um, I, like I said, just college, just doing performing arts in college. Um, maybe along the way after college, like getting into some kind of drama classes mm. just to touch it up and that. Mm. But yeah, like I wish I did actually do some of that. Okay. For real, like get a proper drama school and, but you know, a, a lot of other stuff was going on. You know, you have to get, you have to pay the rent, innit? Yeah. Have <laughs> you have to feed other people, mm. you know? So, so yeah. um, where was you raised? Like your background, like family? Caribbean. Caribbean, yeah. Bit of American and me. What part of, of the Caribbean? Um, Jamaica, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, come yeah, on. Pass card hell and all them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you know what it is, yeah? I'm um, growing up, I grew up in like a village, innit? I don't know if you know it, Pumpy, Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. So no, from like three, four, I was like, and that was like more dominated by like um, Caucasian people and all that. Mm. So the culture, I didn't really have, know about like the culture, the black culture. See. I was seeing some of your other videos and you had, um, was it Senator? Actually, Senator, yeah. And he's talking about back back in the 80s and that, and he's yeah. doing DJ and going to like, I never had that experience really mm. until when I moved, um, came back to London around 13, 14, when Britson went to a couple of barbecue and experience that, like, there'd be a barbecue at the end of the road, another one going on, and you yeah. can just go there. No one's going to question you, like, yeah. who are you? Move. No, yeah, they welcome. As, well. as long as yeah. you probably bring a drink or food or something, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how was it? So, so you grew up in Portsmouth. How long yeah. was you there for? Oh, about 10, 11 years. And how was yeah. it down? What was the experiences like down there? Um, I wouldn't say it was not racist, but a lot of people just loved me, you know, so I didn't really see it. But, because I had two older brothers, I saw it through them getting arrested, getting into fights. Yeah. Um, they never used to say the N word. They used to call us like black packies. Whoa! They did not know the N word down there in the nineties. They did not know. Yeah. They didn't like black packies. I've never heard yeah. that. What? I've never heard that. Yeah, really uneducated. Yep, back in the nineties, because there was no Channel Five until probably late nineties. That's right. Yeah, I remember yeah. when Channel Five came on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they didn't really no like that term you know so yeah that's what i used to like hear a lot did you go to school down there as well yep yeah yep so and school was predominantly caucasian yeah very um difficult for me because it's just a different kind of teaching from even from a london school mm. you know it's much different you know so yeah and then you came to london and what part of london did you did you move to i'm um, croydon Okay. You know, straight to the yeah. hood, straight to the yeah. hood, straight to the straight hood, to the <laughs> mad. Even though I was born like Lambeth, like that's like where I'm originally from, like you know, that them sides. Mm. Um, come back like when I was like 13, 14, so I wasn't involved in no gang or nothing, mm. didn't lucky enough. Um, I knew a lot of those people though, yeah, you know, because when you're on, on, on the road or you go down to the park gonna come across these people you go to parties wild parties like you're imagine you're croydon boy i don't know if you've gone to a bromley house party them houses are mad big yeah they're big yeah, it'd be massive. like three living rooms yeah, yeah. <laughs> so culture shock <laughs> yeah so the only because because i 
bought from Portsmouth, which is the houses are all right. They're not like big, big, but they're all right, innit? So mm. I'm seeing that. I'm like, oh, this is another lifestyle. Like, you know, like, look at how big this, you can put three cars, four cars on the driveway. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. Trust so. me. That's it. Um, also, um, another question I want to ask. Uh, you see growing up in Croydon, what kind of things did you see growing up in Croydon? Oh, man. Was it... A lot. I was um I was around when like DSM was like, you know, known like doing their operations and that. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of blood, bloody yeah, hell, going, yeah. Old school still. So yeah. I, I wasn't around like the old school men which are like forties and now and fifties now. It was like the ones which are now thirties and they're trying to like get jobs and just like better themselves. Mm. That was the kind of DSM that I saw. So they was a bit more ruthless, I don't know. Like McDonald's is one McDonald's which everyone used to get run upon. You know, one <laughs> was that Norbury or oh, no, Croydon Ma- McDonald's? Um, yeah. Whitgift McDonald's. Yeah, remember that place? Oh man, kids used to get run up on. Like jump, like, let me hear the change in your pocket. Jump, yeah. <laughs> jump. You hear little change pass me like so. You got one pound fifty. You get me a drink. <laughs> I need my bus pass. <laughs> allow me, allow me. <laughs> <laughs> no man, yeah, um saw Stavins as well, you know. Oh man, yeah, um a lot of homeless people taking drugs, you know, like the proper bad stuff. Um um spice, I've seen like uh yeah just man them taking spice on road, yeah? In the park, just or even what? on the roadside just smoking it, Bruh. having a conversation with you. Bang bang and you're thinking, why does it smell a bit weird plastically? And you're like, Oh sh- that's that's spice, so you're backing up, yeah? yeah. And the next minute man just drops on the floor, gone. <laughs> And you're like, should I call an ambulance or nothing? And then he starts twitching like, <coughs> and then half an hour later, he's up walking around like drinking his little Stella or whatever. Man, you want mate? Yeah, yeah, man. You ready for round two? Like, um, <laughs> Terminator, oh, <wow. laughs> Like yeah. the zombies, you know the zombies? Yeah, the zombies, the zombies. Oh. The zombies, yeah, they come back to life. Man respawns, everybody, from Call of Duty. But that is, like you Stories, said, man, stories. And would you say that's a big difference between London and, say, Portsmouth? Would you say, or was Portsmouth rough like that as well? No, man, Portsmouth is just more a strength of um, if you're strong or not. Yeah. If you showed that you're strong... People just start, like, yeah, you're my guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, London. I think it's much different. You have to show your intelligence. Mm. You, you have to be strong. Yeah, like it's, it's much different. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's crazy. All right, so, um, what secondary school did you go to? Secondary, um, <laughs> Addington High. I don't know if you know it. Yeah, Addington High. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Went to Addington High, so a lot of NFs down there. Damn. What? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you, and is mad racist. Yeah. Know that, you know. Yeah, yeah. man. Because like, it's not because I'm just thinking now in it. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So, there like, wasn't people, as much. Yeah, Adderton, bro. Back in the days, though, I don't think now, but back in the days, Adderton was mad. Mm. Yeah, now it's not though. But the thing was, I wasn't really shocked with it because I was coming from Portsmouth. Yeah. Like, so I don't know what it is with like the NF down there. When they saw me, they never really troubled me. Even when I was on my ones, for some reason they come up to me like, "Oh man, you cool? Where you going? You going to school?" It's like two pound. I'm thinking, why are these racist guys giving me two pounds? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just never understood. I don't know if it's my spirit or something. They just, 
They never bothered me. Mm. They always I'm wanted that black. one of their sisters. No, or... you know why? They, they always wanted that black friend so they could say, I ain't racist. Yeah. Oh, I know okay. a black boy. I gave him £10 yeah. earlier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> King boy's my mate. I gave him. You're the one who writes the books. Yeah, I used to give him money. We'll just ask him. You can ask him. <laughs> got a black mate. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, so I got a black mate. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's how it is. Or, or generally, they just take to your spirits. Mm. That's probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took to your spirit. So yeah, yeah. So, so so the school was racist then. Not yeah, racist in the school, but yeah, there was a lot um, of racist they, children in there. They put me in um set eight class. You know what set eight class is, isn't yeah. it? Mm. So it's all it's not even for like dumb people, it's like all the um naughty people who That's can't right. behave. And mm. these these kids, they're not stupid or nothing, they're very intelligent, mm. but they just can't control you know, um, if they got HDAD or something. I don't know if that's the word. ADHD. Yeah, if yeah, they yeah. got that or they just can't function in a normal class, in it. So mm. that really put a lot of downer on me, like self confidence and self esteem, because you're you're in a class like that, and mm. they're still picking up, and we're trying to learn, and you can't learn. So the teacher's just like, there, just just be there and get get her paycheck and bounce in it, yeah. really, you know. So yeah, so that man set up to fail. Or something. Mm. You know so, um, what's the best thing that happened to you in your childhood? Best one probably when once um the racist country gave me my passport, and I went away for the first time in like twenty eight years. Where did you go? Spain. How, how was it? Beautiful. <laughs> I like. I was watching one of your other videos and you was talking about it. Like, kids really do need to like come out of this, like I don't know the system here the and go and yeah. actually see real life yeah. how people are free. You got Spanish people who don't speak English coming up to you and saying like "Good morning" and yeah. you know "Come stuff and all that, sh- you know. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah," like, <laughs> you know. You're trying yeah. to communicate, yeah. it, but they're happy. They're smiling. The sun's on them. Mm. You know, it's it's a different vibe, and everyone needs to experience it outside this country. Get out when you can. Hundred percent. Real talk, man. Hundred percent, man. I feel like if you if you take some people from them environments and you put them in different environments, then you'll see different results. They'll it will bring out better in them that's right because they're in an environment right. where it's different so you can't yeah. be the same mm. you can't be a road you in spain it's not gonna work people gonna look at you weird like yeah. what are you on? mental it's not like, part so of you're gonna have culture, to learn yeah. how to adjust you know what i'm saying that's why i've never understood like i know people that they wasn't bad in london mm. but then go to another country and then they yeah. put on this persona like yeah. they're bad but the people in that country they can't take to him because that's not how we are. We're yeah. not like that. Like we're different. It's like a people. culture shock. To you them. know what I'm saying? So, and you're trying to bring something over there that doesn't exist. Mm. And that's why the person, he doesn't prosper in whatever he does, because he's bringing an attitude that the people don't know. <coughs> so the people are going to meet you with a big resistance. Mm. It could be resistance in, you know, like you, your opportunities are cut short. Nobody wants to really talk to you. You don't have no friends because you're trying to bring something from London to mm. another country. Even if you bring London culture to Birmingham, bro, it's different. In Birmingham, everybody walks slow. Yeah, Can you imagine? Is it? Is it? yeah, yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, slow. <laughs> you agree with yeah. that? Slow. Yeah, I just clocked it because I was like, "Why yeah. is everyone walking so slow, man?" But I know what you mean, though. Yeah, go on, go on. But in yeah. London, we walk so fast. Yeah. Everywhere's Peace. fast. We're just yeah. rushing fast. to get yeah. to yeah. everywhere. Like stress, bus, bus fast, mm. train fast, mm. uh, get in my car, drive fast, yeah. uh, jump out. I need to go to the shop. You, you jump out the fast. car. Yeah. You don't want the ticket expected to give you a ticket, so you jump out your car, jump, run into the shop. Do you see what I'm saying? Everything's so fast, 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 fast. And it's because um, you're right though, because even when I first went to Amsterdam mm. it's not even just Amsterdam but I've been other places but when I went to Amsterdam more importantly so we've got off the train now I'm off, off of the plane 
gone to the um the, the, the train station in it like so we're waiting for the train to go to mm. Amsterdam Central and the train's like 45 minutes and I'm just like wait there I'm saying to my brother raw like is this how he's like bro we're not in we're not in London you know like it's yeah. not underground you know yeah. where the train comes like this is a different type of place you get me mm. it's relaxed the people are relaxed here why do you think like with marijuana and that's an it's it's legal in this part so I'm and I'm clocking I'm like raw maybe a lot of the people smoke or what it's just laid it's a laid back culture but I'm still in that rush I want to go to the cafe I want to go and taste this strain I want to go there mm. I want to go and eat I'm hungry but you're right when I travel I realise you just relax like you know like Rome as well is laid back mm. it takes about an hour for um for you to get your local um bus to the Vatican City or whatever everything is just laid back Jamaica as well everyone's laid back you get no, me no no Jamaica's not laid back no no no, 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 no. Take long if you're gonna lay back what do you mean so if you go into a hospital in Jamaica you're gonna be waiting all day bro you see what I'm trying to say that's what I'm saying like, it's a laid back thing like if you're going to shop in Jamaica man are laid back they're not rushing in the shop fam yeah. that's what I mean obviously the country itself is they're fast you get me but then everyone is, is just here London New York I've been to New York New York's crazy it's even worse it's loud and you get me but yeah, man, everywhere's more calm. See, that don't yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I feel like um, London's a place where it's just, it never sleeps, you know. Never it's sleeps. Just, mm. It's like non-stop and people just won't stop in London. Mm. Anywhere else you go in, in the UK, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Instead of that. Yeah, instead of that. Yeah, man. They call that the country mentality. Yeah. So what's your, what's the worst thing that someone can do in a relationship? Worst thing that someone can do in a relationship? Yeah. Um, Probably... Men, um, mental abuse, like that's that's all. Like, because you're not you're gonna carry that onto your next relationship, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, and even with your friends around you, you can like show that that hurt that that person's done. And then your friends, are, why is this guy like bugging out? He smokes spice or something. Why is he bugging <laughs> out? You know, <laughs> is he all right? <laughs> Don't need to sit him down and talk to him. Like, is he all right? You know, yeah. no, it's it's true though. Like, yeah, no, nah, for real. You know, um, I don't like hitting or nothing. I don't think it should ever get that far. Mm. You know, if you're gonna you're gonna hit someone, just hit them in the one minute and keep it moving. You know, like, <laughs> you know quick, girl, shut up, man. <laughs> mm. But no, like, yeah, man. Um, that's the worst thing: mental abuse. What What do you reckon? There's all kinds of things, man. Um, not appreciating what you do. Mm. I've said that and I say it again. If, if I like so, that one. You said that last it, yeah. time. If someone me, doesn't yeah. appreciate you or appreciate the efforts that you do, it breaks your heart because you feel like you've done so much, but the person can't even see what you've done. And for me, that's the worst thing someone could do in a relationship, not appreciate you. you know? It's the worst. What we need to stop doing as well is like, you know when our brethren do something wrong and we're like, yeah, man, she's in the wrong, she's in the wrong. Yeah, back in, yeah. You have to... Be um, what you call it, strict with your friend, and be like, "Listen, no, that's not how it's mm. it's running. This is you did this and that, mm. and like I think your friends will appreciate it more that you did that. They're just being on that person's side all the time. Yeah, because you know what? Yeah, one time I said in my bridge, and I was I was, I was ranting about my, my my girl, and I was like, "Oh yeah, da, da, da. like I have to put up with this, da, da, da. and he goes to me. But bro, she's putting up with you. You get me? That gave me a reality check. He said, but bro, it's not just one way. He's not just you're coming to me like I'm like he's a real friend. He's like, yeah, boom, 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 but it's not just you putting up with her. She's putting up with you. So you need to know how to tone it down a bit and just listen and get me. So I was like, right. So you're right. If I had someone that was just always saying, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I would I wouldn't even be in my relationships. I think, oh, everyone's saying I'm right, you get me? So yeah, man. Yeah, I think I feel I feel like um, your friends should t- give you reality checks. Mm-hmm. 
you know, real friends tell you real stuff. They don't just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. They tell you things that you don't want to hear, you know, and that's, I, I class that as a real friend, you know. But then there's a difference between telling what you hear and just being negative all the time, you know. I know the difference between both of them because some people, they don't know how to differentiate. All right, he's, he's criticizing me, but why is it that every conversation starts with criticism and not upliftment? Mm. You know, you have to know your own space. And I was, t- say, I was talking to someone about this last night about, you know, loving yourself enough to take yourself away from situations that are not going to benefit you. Mm. And I say that again, loving yourself enough to take yourself away from situations that do not benefit you. And I'm saying if somebody is bringing harm to your mental state, mm. whether that is, it doesn't matter what you're doing, <coughs> if you love yourself enough, then you're going to remove yourself from that situation. But if you don't love yourself enough, mm. you're going to think that it's normal. And that's why people that are in abusive, see abusive homes, like mother and father, like fighting all the time, that person grows up to think that fighting right. is normal. Yeah, right. normal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A yeah. girl might get hit and feel like he loves me because I saw my dad do it to my mum. And the boy might think, I have to beat her or hit her for her to really know that I love her. But that's not really the case. Does that make sense? But it's an, a toxic way of thinking. So some people take that into their friendships. Mm. So they're like, if I'm not yeah. arguing with my friend all the time, he's not really my friend. Mm. So he's bringing that energy to you, but you're not even on that time. You know what I'm saying? So love yourself enough to take yourself away from situations that you know, you don't want to be in. Uh, that's my advice for anyone today. So real. <laughs> for real. I'm saying. That's so real. What, what does self-love mean to you? Self-love um, could mean many things to me, to be honest. Um, was it If you're not waking up in the morning and liking your situation, mm. then that's a problem, isn't it? Um, you can always change the situation. It's not going to happen straight away, overnight. Just work on it. And as long as you keep doing positive stuff... You're gonna you're gonna get there. You know, don't rush nothing. There's no point in rushing nothing. You know, you're gonna look like an idiot. You're not Sonic. Just chill out. You know. Do you think there's um a cure to knife crime? Yes, of course. Of course. I think you just have to um like me growing up in Portsmouth, there's a lot of activities that um the youth like we did. We used to meet up, um, youth center, interact, families used to um talk. So once that got a link with the families, like two different families, they know each other. That means those kids won't end up like getting into a massive beef where it's shanking someone, you know, or you know, taking someone else's life. It's all about um being tighter and unity in it with each other and not thinking who's that in ninety seven living there where that's your next door neighbour, you should know who your next door neighbour is. Yeah. You know, you should know a little bit about what they do, not everything, but you know, and like in the nineties, there was a lot of that. I used to know my next door neighbor could go there, get sugar, sugar. get milk, you know, could go and sit down, have a meal, you know, it's proper like, you know. But now it's just like I don't know if they've put out fear factor with a lot of things like, oh, you could get kidnapped in this house or what, what not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or I don't know. It's, it's a bit weird. But yeah, there is a cure for knife crime. It's just starting with um, the youth. I'm not talking about like thirteen, fourteen year olds. I'm talking about like probably from five, six. It's because what Mark said earlier as because well. You know what it is? It's because their sisters and brothers, which are in year seven to like 11, mm. are listening to all that music and involved in that. Yeah. So they're watching it and seeing that life in it. So it's really changing their mindset. But if we start from, you know, toddlers like five and show them how to love, you know, mm-hmm. one another, it can change it, isn't it? Yeah. You know? That's right. Um, also, what's your thoughts on drill music? What's your opinion on drill music? Drill music, um, I think it's very creative. Mm. Um, the videos, 
the videos are definitely creative. Um, the bars are just like what they have done or what they did to get to where they are. It's like it's just suppression, suppression yourself in it. Um, just like hip hop back in the nineties, you know, NWA just expressing their life, what's yeah, going on, and yeah, all from that. The environment. Um, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a lot of kids understand that it's just them expressing what experience they've gone through or what they have done and they're not really doing that no more. To some some drill artists are still probably doing it. Active. A- active, in it? Mm. Which is bad because once you start making money, uh, you should be moving away from that. That's why, like, Losi in one of his interviews, he said something like, you don't, he's not on the road like that. If, That's right. If yeah. he's not on the road, I, I don't know him personally, innit? Um, so, can he still rap about all that? You see, with Lowski, yeah, why I like Lowski's interview, he yeah. breaks down, yeah, just like in your book, yeah, where there's characters, isn't it? So, he's saying Lowski's a he's, he's identified now. Yeah. yeah, when he was young, Lowski in the head was a person that he named on the street or whatever, but he's now identified that. I'm not doing that no more. Mm. I'm successful in my field and what I'm doing. So, now Lowski's a character. You get me? And whatever this character is saying, that's not true. it's not true about the character. It's like Terminator. That's mm. not who Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. is. You get me? That's Terminator. Mm. Or, you know... Um, Phil Mitchell or something. Yeah, Phil yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, great one. Man. Yeah, yeah. Phil Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. You get me? Phil Mitchell. That's not how <laughs> Phil Mitchell... You get me? Yeah. Ross Kemp's obviously doing these little yeah. gangs thing, yeah. but that's he's not Grant Mitchell. Yeah. He's yeah. the... He's, you get me? He's Ross Kemp. Mm. So, mm. I think I'm... I, I like... Um, when the when the, when the youths identify that you know that no that's not me that's not where I live you know but at the same time I feel with drill music um but but my question to you is this though yeah how long can you play a character till you actually become that character bro but I think where you've lived that character where he's said that like you know like before that was him so now it's turned into a character. So you can only live it. You're right. You can't live it forever, and you've got to grow up one day and grow no, up. No, but I mean, character. like, I'm, but what, the character can live forever, though. No, but what I'm trying to say mm. is like Batman and Spider Man. Mm. No, no, but I'm what you're not listening to. What I'm saying mm. to you, Batman is always Batman. Yeah. yeah. So when you, you know, Bruce Wayne couldn't defend potentially his, his personal life. That's why you don't really remember Bruce Wayne's normal life, but mm. you remember Batman's life, yeah. all the things that he done. So what I'm trying to say is, if I'm always acting as a character, mm. do I eventually become that character? Like the Harley Quinn and the Joker thing. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I know so if, mean, if, yeah. if people are saying, I'm just playing a character, I'm just mm. playing a role, why can't you play a role of a, of, of a, of a, of a, of a slave or something? Like, what's the difference between that? Do you make sense? Because obviously, the role that his character's playing is in the field that he chose, isn't it? You see what I'm trying to say? Whereas there's other characters where their role might be talking about girl. But I know what you mean. Like, are you going to turn... Is, but I feel the way he identified it is that he's, he thought he was the person before, like he was living as a character. But now I think he's identified that raw. No, my name is me and Lowski. You get me? Mm. But um, do you think as well that that dual music in that incite incites violence? Yeah, you do. Yeah, how like? Well, that's like with every other music as well. Mm. It's not just dual, like even crime. You might like want to kick down a door and like, slap someone or something just because they did did you wrong at your sandwich in the morning just because it's really spitting in a bar in it or like yeah. that was that was a hard bar you know <laughs> I'm gonna actually go and do that like yeah, this 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 real no it's real like yeah. rock you know with the drug like because heavily drug because I've been around rock people I don't rock people mm. they're really involving like heavily drugs and you know stuff like that so yeah it's true it's true like you know it's not just drill a lot of other music as well yeah you know. And films, everything. Yeah, like that. it has yeah. a big influence. That's why when it says eighteen, like imagine this: you like you know, like a game. Mm. 
Call of Duty, you're 18. That's why it's 18, because apparently your mind is supposed to be, you know, um, well developed enough to actually play that game. And a lot of kids' minds still not even developed until they're probably 28 or something. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's not for everyone in it, but, you know, everyone's trying to play it, you know. Like, I remember cop- copying it when I was 15, yeah. you know, like... You know, I'm blasting down next um ops in it, saying, yeah. "Yeah, that's my ops, bang bang." You know, I even you know? used to like Black I, ops. Yeah, look at that's yeah. mad though, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't name that. But yeah. I used to, I don't know, I probably I know you used to do it as well. You used to go to cinema. So say mm. that you might go to cinema mm. with youth club, or I might just someone mm. might take us, yeah, and then we're waiting to get picked up. So we just sneak into the 18 one mm. because there's no one there. You know, you're already mm. in. You've passed it, and we just mm. sneak into the 18 one and sit down and just mm. go and watch the 18 one, and there was no one there to even. Say, oh, how old are you? Checking in. I was ID? watching. I was watching over eighteen movies at the age of six, bro. Yeah, even me, video mm-hmm. or videos like uh, Chucky, Menace to did, Menace did, did you even understand it? Understood what was going on in, in these films? I just honestly, saw killing and just yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and you know, it's funny, you know, because them things do have an effect on you. Yeah, because as I got older and I was mm. like, I was watching the movies again. I was watching it with a criminal mind. So yeah. I watched it as a child's mind. <laughs> yeah. watch you watch it as a criminal yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm watching mind. it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, like, yeah. I would never let my children watch this ever. Yeah, like, it's got exactly. every kind of dirty thing in it. Swearing, death, drugs, Sense, everything. I'm everything, like, bro, yeah. like, like, no hope. Like, mm. it's just like crazy. Like, when I think back in it now, it's like, it's deep, man. It's but deep. you see, subliminally, yeah, do you know what I've always clocked as well, though? Subliminally, yeah, the films... The bad guy always loses. You get me? Like, yeah. he either ends up dead or in jail. You get me? But, like, it's still, but this is what they do. They glamorize it so yeah. hard in the film that you want to be the bad up. guy. You yeah. don't even care about that. They don't make that big yeah. stand out. Yeah, you get you know, me? You they care. don't make that bad. That's why I always, like, I, start, I was like, mm. wait there, hold on. I'm not sure if it's someone said it one time, but about, a, like, yeah, any film with police, they're always winning at the end. Mm. Like, a Jamaican brother mm. told me, you get me? So then, when I, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Even in The Wire... But that's why I like the wire because everyone yeah, has their ending up. different. Everyone's mm. ending was different. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So yeah, man. What's your What's your favorite movie? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a tricky one. You know, I got so many good movies. So many. Um, uh, I can't really. Do you know what? Where's Where's these snipes? Mm. Um, like any movie that he's really played in. You know, like Blade. Yeah. You know, like he's just the way he can just fight in it. It's, yeah. just, it's just even Bruce Lee, like as well, Jackie Chan. I'm more like that side, isn't it? Like kung fu and fighting side of. You, uh, do you know about um, Snake in the Eagle Shadow? Yes, come on. <laughs> is that Jackie Chan's film. Yes, Jackie yes. Chan's film, isn't it? Come on, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, make on. films like that come no on. more. Is that when he flicks up? Drunken Master, come on, come on. Don't play with me. If I remember right, don't play with me. He flicks the apple up, Rube. Is that the one with Jackie Chan? You're talking about, isn't it? He flicks the apple up here, bro. He volleys the apple like 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 Gascoigne. You know, Gas. You know, Paul Gazer in the Euros when he volleyed the ball. Bro, he, he does some madness. He's fighting there, man. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. Then there's like an apple for some reason on this table, and he's on the table. He flicks at the apple, goes boom, does one kick up, and he just goes bam, kicks the apple, and it licks man's face. I will never forget that scene. I said, Jackie Chan, Snake <laughs> in the Eagle Shadow, bro. I don't know. If you yeah. know, you know, bro. Yeah. I was a karate man. My brother, I got a brother called Steve, yeah. yeah. And bro, Steve, he used to always show me about every karate. We used to sit in his room. Yeah, and watch. Watch. I'm talking about. I know some ones, yeah. That you lot would never even know. I'm talking about these ones probably came out in 1980 something. Mm. Like I can't even remember the names of it like right now. But if I pull it on, I'll be like, um, what is it? Wu Tang, Wu Tang versus mm. versus Samurai or them mm. them yeah. dudes. That's how Wu Tang got their name, you know, yeah. through, the, through the, the kung fu films and that. Yeah, because yeah. they were heavy fans of that. as Trust well. Trust me. Well, you that, know about Yip Man. 
Yeah, 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 come yeah, on. That's, light work. that's, yeah. light work. that's, light work. that's cool. new. That's kind of yeah. new school. I'm talking about like the old school VCR oh, yeah. days. What about um ah uh, what was that sh- that film called again? Um with Bruce Lee fam when he's when he's when the mirrors are there, man. Come on, everyone knows Birth that. of the Dragon? Is it Into the, the Dragon? Into the Dragon. Uh, yeah, that's to it. me, that's the best. That's the best mm. still. Bruce Lee get, and, he, and you know what I like Bruce Lee he gets whacked up in these films yeah. and he's still the G you get me not like Steven Seagal and yeah. he's like oh man's got an Uzi and he just blocks the bullet yeah. right? <laughs> 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 my, my, my blocks a rocket launcher with his chest like the half inch <laughs> like get out oh. of here man you get me like, oh, trust mad. me I'm telling you but yeah, yeah man yeah. Uh, karate films is my childhood man I can't even lie to you man mm. trust me that brings back bare memories that means you must have been into like Dragon Ball C and all that as well yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was into Pokemon I Red and Pokemon Blue Fist of the North Star and Gaiva yeah. and them, you know about that yeah. Gaiva yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fist of the North Star was my favourite <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's like new, that like, brother. The design mm. must be sick though. The animation of it must be mad. It's got the same kind of storyline. Yeah, but it's sick, and it's got all the characters in it. And it's like, oh, it's sick, bro. Right? I can't even watch tell it. Still. One Punch Man as well. Yeah, One Punch. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching that? Yeah, that's anime. One Punch Man. That's new. That's new. Oh, you need to watch that, man. Yeah, there's something called Attack of the Titans. It's kind of mad. That's mad, scary. You know, if you was a kid, like six, seven, watching that, that's scary. Yeah, Attack of the Titans is mad. That is mad. Watch that, yeah, as well. trust me, but yeah. Um, I'll say as well, what's what, what, what would be your favorite book that you've read? Um, <laughs> this is going like off elsewhere, yeah. but 50, 50 Shades of Grey <laughs> that teaches you just like Drake's music that teaches you that teaches you the, the way, the way of life. I Everything, man. New stuff. New stuff, man, for the See, bedroom. You know, the new stuff. game in the bedroom, yeah. The upper game next level, man. Up. Blowing, blowing some girl's neck. I mean, <laughs> next level. You don't even need to physically touch. You can do yeah. mad neck spins and it's mad. It's mad. Like, it's mad. Gave me powers. I thought I was like, you know. And <laughs> you said it straight, yeah. Uh, I read all three of them because it's like, it's like basically um, a naughty version of um, Twilight. Do you know Twilight? The yeah, 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 basically, they it on TV, it's basically yeah. a naughty version. Hey, is the book better than the movie? Of course, most of these books are always better than movies because yeah. they can't add everything into movies. Mm. But books, you can just go crazy. You can just say mad stuff like you're like, what the heck? But that scene was just like a t- ten second scene. But this this scene's like going on for one hour. You're like what? <laughs> man, just getting off a chapter. Yeah, man. Yeah, chapter. My man's just shelling yeah. yeah. out the thing, boy. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, that book. Mad. Like, that sounds nuts. Mad. Yeah. So that's that's your favorite. One of my favorites, and then um, Law of Power. Forty Eight Laws. Yeah, Forty Eight Laws of Power. Robert, Robert I haven't finished it, but I'm I'm going through it. So what's yeah. the what's your what's what's the what's the most catching thing that you've got from that book? What one? Forty Eight Laws of Power. Um, like they, I don't know if it's 
trying to um teach you what it actually means in it 48 of power it's like saying how if someone is like in a higher position than you you don't show them that you are actually more intelligent than them it's you make them believe um, never um never outshine the master yeah that's yeah. it that's what law number yeah, basically. one basically yeah yeah never outshine the master yeah. it's a deep law because yeah. a lot of people a lot of people fall short i yeah. fell short many times trust me you know what i'm saying yeah and it could be don't outshine your your manager you know yeah, yeah. well okay yeah, that's yeah. that's how i just took it yeah. now as well and i've, I've yeah. felt like that bare times still when you're when you're yeah. you're showing them all your achievements and showing how great you are to the team and a person at the yeah. top's thinking, I'm going to get rid of you soon. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen it happen to him, man. Yeah. And then I swear. Challenging my authority. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Back in the day, man, they took swords and fighted. But nowadays, exactly. man, they just fire yeah. you, bro. <coughs> yeah, I don't even have a safe. Yeah. When they you're at, the company, innit? Yeah, when you're at your own pace, no one can contest you anyway. Trust yeah. me. You know. <laughs> it's always good to show flaws, man. Show that you're yeah. to show flaws. But yeah, man, that's a good book. Yeah, yeah I'm not afraid of showing flaws now no more. Mm. I'm not afraid because it'll just make you better anyway. You have to make mistakes to learn from it, innit? That's right. 100%. That's why they say in that in that book, the Forty Eight Laws, never yeah. appear perfect as well. Never appear too perfect. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> six, 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 six. So me. plug everyone in with your social media, man. Tell them what you're doing, man. What are you doing now? And how um, to get your book. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, it's official Kenroy Blair on the Instagram. Um, you can get all the books from Amazon. Some of them are on um, Waterstone as well. Um, Blood Warrior and the Three Weapons of Darkness and. <laughs> Blood Warrior and the uh, Wrath of Darkness. They're on, on Waterstone as well. Um, the BMT is the universe name, isn't it? Brilliant, brilliant, masterful transcripts. That's what, you know, like DC and Marvel's got their mm. name. That's the name for that. Um, I'm trying to now find illustrators to create the characters in, like, I've got visually. someone. I've got someone. See, that's, that's what I'm I've saying. This is what it's about. I've got a friend that I used to go to school called Darius. Yeah. <coughs> Shout out to my brethren called Darius. He, that, that's what he does for a living. Yeah. His whole life, that's his, his passion. Yeah. That, that's what I'm looking for, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to plug him. No, no, no. I've got so much material to do that, you know. So, yeah, um, that's the next level. And just see see where it goes from there. With the acting as well, I'm going to be the main character in our, our society, which is um just what's going on day-to-day in a pandemic, gangs, um races at work just you know single mother kind of stuff like that so yeah it's like that's interesting that's gonna be the first proper acting thing and it's gonna go on tv as well like you know um what's what's the, um that show bulletproof yeah, yeah. you've been watching at, that at with Asher D yeah and, um, no no clock yeah so it's gonna be like that level of producing like so it's gonna be oh it's gonna be mad it's a bit i'm a bit nervous but you know come on let's do this yeah. Um, yeah, then that's that's it really. Just hit me up on the Instagram. That's, that's official it. Instagram. Um, official Kenroy Blair. Yeah. That's yeah. it. All right, man. Yeah. Done, no, man. Big up for coming through. Big up, day. man. Love for coming and through. Keep up brother, the man. good work, my brother. Yeah. Too, man. yeah, yeah. Keep it up, man. Thank you. Done, Thank man. you, guys. Blessing. Lips are getting dry, man. Hope it didn't show up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 